Convocation. I help with fundraising efforts for the Healing Words Foundation, which is the nonprofit organization that supports this program, on-call television, on South Dakota Public Broadcasting, and other efforts to provide honest, science-based medical information. With me today is Dr. Rick Holm, and we're going to spend some time today discussing caregivers. So if you have any questions regarding caregivers or any other medical issues of interest to you, give us a call at 692-1430. That's 692-1430. Dr. Holmes' specialty is internal medicine, and he has worked with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota's Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holmes. Good morning, Laura. Nice to see you this morning. Yes. And Bob, welcome. Thank you. We need to thank someone right here who doesn't get a lot of thanks, and that would be Laura. She volunteers a lot of her time with the Salvation Army, and thanks to her and the efforts of a lot of other folks, our Share the Warmth was one of the biggest and best that we've ever had. So thank you, yeah. and God bless yeah. you for your thank hard work. You. That yes, is really it's true. A, really wonderful team that comes together and there is about five or six people who really pour their hearts and time into making that happen so um and all these have people that. have so. these warm clothes because of it yes um so we i uh, i don't have the i believe it's about 1200 people that came through in one day here in brookings to get coats and snow pants and boots and wow hats and gloves so um, and hundreds of volunteers involved and hundreds of people in the community donating items to make that happen. That really so is a good thing. It is a good thing. So, yep. yes, thank you. Joni did it, uh, did that volunteer thing that I one day. I saw Joni there, yes. And, uh, you know, she just couldn't stop talking about it. And uh, so it, it's, it was fun yeah. for her. Yes, it's a good thing. Good thing for Brookings. So yes, good thing for um, Brookings. Another event coming up this week that Dr. Holm is going to be part of is he's going to have a live book signing. Go see Dr. Holm in person and get his signature. Um, you want to tell us about where you're going to be, Dr. Holm? We'll, we'll be at the gift shop at the hospital from three to five, and uh, I I hope I don't run out of paperbacks. I've got <laughs> I've I've ordered a bunch of paperbacks. They all came in and then. Boom, I went to DeSmet and sold that, and I, you know, I've, I've just sold a bunch of books. And so, anyway, I've got, uh, you know, 40 uh, Wonderful. paperbacks and probably 50 or 60 hardcovers uh, left, and I'm ordering some more. But uh, so I hope I don't run out. But anyway, the yes. long and the short of it is the, the paperbacks are $17 and the hardcovers are $30, and I know that's a lot of money. But that's kind of where it had to be, and yep. that's the price of making him. And so, yes. anyway, it's been a joy to do this. I mean, um, and uh, it's amazing. People buy books. They do. They yes. buy books, and they gift books. It's a, I, I sent 30 books to Naperville, Illinois yesterday. Wow, <laughs> My cousin uh -huh. uh, ordered a bunch, you know, for they got Christmas presents for all their relatives, plus they've got, they're going to sell some. Sure, wonderful. So, um, and uh, Dr. Allen from Watertown, who's 90 plus years of age, he was my teacher, a family physician, uh, Stan Allen ordered six books, said, Please sign and send six books. So I, I did it. Yes. And uh, so, you know, those are just great treats. Yes, yes. Well, it's a wonderful book. Um, it's called Life's Final Season, A Guide for Aging and Dying with Grace. Yeah, happy little name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
by our yours truly, Dr. Holm here. Yeah. So um, if you haven't picked up a book yet, you can stop by the Brookings Health System gift shop tomorrow, Thursday, October 25th from 3 to 5 p.m. And Dr. Holm will be there. If you can't catch him then, I believe there will be books for sale at other times as yes. well at the gift shop, which is a lovely place to go shopping if you haven't ever been in the hospital gift shop. It's it's a great little place. Um, treasure for us yes, to have here in it's town. Yes, it is. It's a treasure. It so, is a treasure. Yeah, I've, I really enjoyed that. So um, you can stop by tomorrow, or if you already have a book, you can bring it and get it signed, right? I Dr. like Holm? that one. If so bring it in and get it signed. Bring it in signed. and get it signed if you um, have a copy at home. Um, it's time for us to take our first break. Um, as we talked about, we'd love to discuss um, caregivers or any medical questions that you might have. You can give us a call at 692-1430. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I am Laura Ellsworth filling in for Joan Hogan. Dr. Holm is here with me and we're ready to discuss your medical questions. You can give us a call at 692 692- one four three zero and i thought we would talk about caregivers but we have a question that uh, came in earlier what let's take that we first. did um the question is what is morton's neuroma a 41 year old daughter has it what causes it and how to treat it so uh, a lot of it has to do with the nerves that go out to the toes and a morton's neuroma is when a nerve uh gets squeezed between the uh the the uh the bones of the of the uh toes the long bones that are above you know are inside the foot as you see it and uh and that particular area uh neuroma meaning a tumor uh nerve tumor but really what it is is it's a it's a nerve that is being impinged upon and there is a a pain that occurs with it. And so a Morton's neuroma is one of those things that you can treat sometimes with a little injection of steroids uh, or sometimes you just get better padding so that instead of all the pounding occurring right where the end of those particular long bones of the foot uh, are hitting the ground, uh, you have support of the arch. So an arch support kind of a device would be helpful in your foot to help with that Morton's neuroma. Okay, all right, very good, thank you. Well, let's turn now to talk a little bit about caregivers. Yes. Um, I'm holding Dr. Holmes' book here. He has a chapter about caregivers as well. Um, And you talk about how, you know, as we are in a community, many of us will have the opportunity to be a caregiver um, and that it can be a privilege even, right? Yes. Yes. Um, what um, What are some of the, the words of wisdom you'd like to share with individuals who are entering the role as being a caregiver? Yep. Well, you know, let, let, let's, let's put it this way. I was, I was uh, thinking about wh- when we have to ask for help in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to ask for help when we're a little infant or a baby. You know, you have no way of surviving if you didn't have a mama and a papa that were there to tell, help you and to support you and to protect you and clothe you and to clean you, to feed you. You are totally dependent at that point. And you grow out of that, you know, and you're proud to become independent. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's really part of our own uh, probably genetic uh, brain that says, you know, you 
need to become independent. So we get independent and we are really doing really well and we decide we're going to go to college except we don't have the money to go to college. <laughs> so somebody provides support for us so that we can go to college and get trained. It's the state of South Dakota. It's the community. It's the parents and their funding. It's the, 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 the scholarship efforts, all those things. So we, we get help there. Mm -hmm. Okay, we get our training and then we get a job and then we make our own money and then we feel, wow, we're really independent. Mm -hmm. And we raise these children <clears throat> and our parents get old. And then those people who had raised us get, get into trouble where they need help. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they won't say, I need help. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ask for help and they do need help. Uh, and so there's, there's a tricky time when they are, they are trying their best to stay independent. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time pushing uh, their uh, rights to choose away from them. I encourage them to stay independent as long as they can, but then they get older to the point where they really do need help. Mm -hmm. Then we come in and we support them. Mm -hmm. So our lives are in and out of being an independent, being a dependent person, becoming independent, becoming a dependent, dependent person again. Yes. And we should accept it. Mm -hmm. And when we are then that strong, bold, sandwich generation of in-between, mm -hmm. we need to support those little kids that need help. And we need to support those older people that need support. And they don't have to be family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all sorts of caregiving that is provided, and, uh, and you see it everywhere. Sometimes it's Salvation Army people providing coats for people mm -hmm. who need warmth mm -hmm. in the South Dakota winters. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, you know, there's a time when we need to ask for help, mm -hmm. and uh, that's an important uh, thing. Mm -hmm. But it is a blessing. When you give is when you, you get meaning. Uh, when you listen to people and you hear and you really give them the, the ear, that's a real gift. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, all of that, when you give, it provides that inner sense of value, that inner sense of worth. When you, when you give another person worth, it comes right back to you. Yeah. And so uh, some of the caregivers that I've watched in my life are the happiest, most fulfilled people that I know. Uh, some of them aren't, though. Some of them are bitter. Why are you taking my time? Why are you forcing me to, to do this? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just saying if you can open your heart and realize the value of, of, that this gives you when you value others, it just it all comes back to you. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all do. Um like our independence and i've seen too with some of my loved ones it's hard to let that go and and if we can do whatever we can do to help those individuals um have that independence um and be where they want to be is great um i liked how in your um, book you mentioned um that if your loved one asks you to promise that you won't bring them to a nursing home you can't promise that right right yeah i think that's an important question you that's say to always care I'll, I'll promise to always care and provide for them in the best way possible yes. which could include a long-term care facility you know there's a time when people needed a nursing home thank 
God, mm-hmm. we have good nursing homes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it isn't the end of the world when people go there. Uh, I, I make, uh, I'll be making nursing home rounds in Arlington and the neighborhoods this Friday. And uh, the, you go to Arlington and you see these people one after the other and spend a little time with them and ask them how they're feeling and what's going on. And they're, they're happy and they're doing okay and they chat about this and they chat about that and then they go off to have breakfast, which is just, and they sit around the table and have coffee and drink coffee and have breakfast and chat, 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 chat. And then they go take a nap. And then they go back and have lunch and they chat, chat, chat. And they make a new life for themselves there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think about it, you know, this whole fear. Uh, 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 just It's almost a paralyzing fear. I will never be in a nursing home. And part of that, I think, is because some people in a nursing home are demented. Mm-hmm. And what people are really saying is, I do not ever want to be demented. Mm-hmm. And none of us do. Mm-hmm. But that may occur. That's the sad truth of it. Right. And so, uh, you know, what we have to realize is that there's a time when that happens. But I can tell you this for sure. Not everybody in a nursing home is demented. I'll tell you that. Right. There's right. some brilliant people living there mm-hmm. and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it is time for us to take a break. And so following these words from Avera Medical Group Brookings, Dr. Holm and I will be happy to discuss the medical issues of interest to you. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I am Laura Ellsworth, filling in for Joan Hogan. Dr. Rick Holm is with me. And before our break, we were discussing caregivers and how um, that can be a very rewarding experience. And it can be, um, Dr. Holm mentioned, some of the happiest people he knows are caregivers. Yeah, and Bob jumped out and said, uh, that's an opportunity for redemption in your life. Mm -hmm. I think that's really true. We need every opportunity for redemption we possibly can. Yes. Bob in particular, I would say. (laughs) But, you know, every one of us. Yes. And so, so, um, but, you know, I I can say this. Uh, I have seen people who work in a nursing home, for Mm -hmm. example, right? Mm -hmm. They're caregivers. Mm -hmm. Some of those people are... God, I'm working in a nursing home. Oh, I have to take care of these people. On the other hand, I have seen the happy. I I watched our son Carter, who who's a nurse, who started working in the nursing home, and then I watched him blossom as he realized the joy mm. that he is helping people. And when you help people, man, that's a that gives back a mm-hmm. huge amount. Take it from a guy who's who was a physician his whole life, it just fed me. It just made me full. I was fuller and fuller every day. Mm-hmm. It's just a joy to be able to help people. And then they turn around and say, thank you. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they don't say thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, so but. with the caregivers, um, as we talked about, it can be very rewarding. But it can also be very overwhelming, can be very isolating, um, and can be very, um, it can be hard on your own health if you are a caregiver right. sometimes. Um, so what are some resources that are available for caregivers? What are some things you recommend caregivers do and connect? Well, I think, you know, you can take lessons to be a nurse's aide, for example. Uh, and, uh, and I just go just to the nursing homes that you have and, and say, I want to learn to be a nurse's aide. What do I need to do? Oh. There are courses that you can take, you know, at Watertown or in Sioux Falls. 
uh, just uh, or in the nursing home uh, itself to be a nurse's aide because that's what a caregiver ends up being. You know, it, it's learning how to make a bed when a person's in the bed. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to change uh, clothing uh, yeah, through this all. Uh, it's being able to, to lift someone without hurting your back. Uh, it's it's uh, knowing when to not do something for somebody and let them try to retain as much independence as they possibly can. Uh, it's it's about listening. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, Maggie Callanan said when she was here in town, this is a woman who talks about end-of-life care. Uh, she said, um, if you'll just listen to people, uh, she's, she was in particular talking about at the end of life uh, when, they're, when they are saying things that aren't typically understandable. You know, um, I watched a woman while we were singing to her a week ago, just before she died. Uh, she, she was in a coma, and we came in and said, we're going to sing for you, and we started singing, and she, she, she said, you know, it was, it was not uh, discernible words, but it was clear as the day what mm-hmm. she was saying. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. I can't speak right now, but I'm normally a gracious person, and I want to say thank you. Right, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very precious moment. Yeah, I like that idea of um, the nurse's aid training to give you some tools to feel like more empowered that as you take on this new role as a caregiver, um, you have some of those skills and um, new new experiences, um, some lessons on how to do some of those things. I, th- I think so. I think also, you know, there's support groups. I also think uh, that uh, you, when people are isolated, they do that to themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think no matter how you do it, you can still socialize. I mean, it might be that that person is homebound. Well, you can bring people in. You can get volunteer visitors. Uh, uh, you can open the doors and, and uh, you can, uh, uh, there are all sorts of ways, uh, you know, bring in uh, books on tape. Uh, there's a go to the library if you've not been to our wonderful library. Hey Bob, have you realized the library we have in this town? Oh my gosh, they've got so many uh, 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 resources there. They have a new copy of a book by this local physician. Oh yeah, <laughs> they do. Good man, thanks for bringing that. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they had a, they have a couple copies of it. By the way, they told me so. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, th- so it is. I think. Uh, 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 don't isolate yourself. Allow yourself the opportunity uh, to uh, to socialize in a way that uh, and to make things fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, be creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, I think one can go, "Oh, I I'm limited by this. This is all that I can do." Mm-hmm. That's not true. You are limited only by the, your creative brain and the and the limits uh, that you make of yourself because. Uh, there's a lot that can happen. Uh, there, you know, a lot of people just turn on the TV and that's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other things. And, uh, you know, listening to a book is a wonderful, fun thing. Yes. I don't know if you've ever gone on trips yes. and put on books on tape or read out loud to each other. How can you beat a really good book? Yes. You know, a novel that's thrilling and got you going. Yes, yes. So... 
my family once went, um, I think I was in middle school, we were listening to a fabulous book on tape and our destination was the Black Hills and we got there, but our book wasn't done. So we decided to keep driving and we yeah. went to Yellowstone <laughs> instead and kept listening to our book. <laughs> you know, that's a wonderful story. We went to Yellowstone and we were listening to the book Horse Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? I have not. No. Well, there's some sex scenes. We had to turn the volume down <laughs> because the little kids in the back seat, you know, were going, what's that? What's, what's that? that? What is that going on? Yeah. What is that going on? Yes. So um, yes. anyway, yeah, Bob. I, I don't remember, but in the Beatitudes, doesn't it say something about blessed are the caregivers for theirs is yeah. the kingdom of heaven or something? Oh, I, I I'm not sure exactly I might be paraphrasing is. a bit there, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, uh, it, I think the caregivers, uh, uh, really are the ones that have a the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful meaning in life to be able to give like that. And I think we're, you know, those of us who've had an opportunity uh, um, will uh, realize the, the joy that comes with it. I'll give you the example, and it's in my essay that was in a newspaper on Monday night. And that was the fact that my mom was <clears throat> becoming more and more dependent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, after my dad had passed away, I decided that, that I would call every day before, as I drove from 11th Street to the hospital, or to, yeah, to the hospital, to the clinic. So it's less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, mom, I got five minutes, how you doing? And you know, it became a habit mm-hmm. that I looked forward to Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't realize what a conversationalist she was. She's more fun than you could imagine, you know, and we, we explored all things, and I learned some things about um, you know, when my sister died in a car accident, the mm-hmm. things that, the interactions that we had, her perception of my interaction sure. and my reaction mm-hmm. uh, to it and my, re- my perception of hers. Uh, and, you know, you, you just have just... The things of the day, and sometimes we'd we'd discover that she had memorized a poem or whatever. All I can tell you is that was caregiving in a two-way street. Mm. You know, she gave me back, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was just we recollected all of those things when when she and I were, uh, you know, because it was my sister was older and she was out with the girls, and my dad was selling mutual funds and. And uh, it was me and my mom, you know, and we would hang together in the evening, many nights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were friends, very good friends, and it was a joy to support her through her life and in the end as much, too. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, it's time for us to take a break. And following these words from a very medical group, Brookings, we will continue this conversation. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc radio program. I'm Laura Ellsworth, filling in for Joan Hogan, and Dr. Rick Holm is here with me, and we've been discussing caregivers. Caregiving. I wanted to turn the conversation to Bob. Uh, uh, can you talk about the caregiving experiences happening in your family? Well, my wife Beth has been a caregiver her whole life, registered nurse, a long-term health care facility, director of nursing, has taken care of you know so many older folks, and what you said, every single word is true. You meet some people that are just encyclopedias of this rich life. Others may be a little cantankerous and tougher to deal with, but that also is part of life's great 
potpourri. But right now, her dad has been sick. Um, she just got to move back here to Brookings, to one of the assisted livings, and he's been plagued with pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And he took a bad fall Friday night and went by ambulance to the hospital. Had it not been for the great staff here, I don't think he would be with us now. And so he's sort of going up and down. How blood, the white count goes up, and then the doctors will prescribe something else. So anyway, short story long, Beth just came up here now and got some CDs from me from his 50s and 60s era that they want to yeah. play for him because, you know, he can't watch TV or engage in conversation. But you can still hear the ambient music. music. And so even something as simple as a book on tape or a CD is, in a way, therapeutic and in it's part of your caregiving. So. Well, it, it, you know, and, and I think music is such a huge, huge thing. Uh, music uh, touches our very souls. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the part of us, that spirit of us, that spirit that is in each individual, you know, that spiritual connection that we have with each other uh, is enhanced by, by music. One of the saddest stories that I ever heard of, and I, I cried like a baby when I heard it, was a, a hospice worker was taking care of a young man who was dying of cancer. And he was like in his 30s, mm -hmm. and he had no family. And so that in and of itself was touching, that here he was dying alone with no one there. And the very last moments of his life, the caregiver asked him, is there something that we can do? And he said, yeah, I'd like you to play me a song by the Beatles, The Long and Winding Road. Mm -hmm. And that guy said, we don't have that CD. And he said, do you know the words? And the caregiver <laughs> said, yeah. And so they sang it together. Ah. And as they sang it, he slipped away and died. Ah. And that, if you listen to the words Whoa. of that, just the words themselves will crush you. But ah. he slipped off into the hereafter. It was... It was uh, Carried away by music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's. That's a beautiful story. Yes, yes. Well, it's time for us to wrap up our program this morning. Um, thank you, Dr. Holm and, and Bob, for sharing your stories and experiences regarding caregivers. Thank you to all of you out there who are caregivers and for the things you do every day, the things that no one sees, but we know that you're doing to provide love for others. So thanks for doing that. Um, I wanted to remind everyone, we Dr. Holm will be at the Brookings Health System gift shop tomorrow, Thursday, from 3, three to, to five. 5. So you can come by a book, get a signature, and say hi to him there. Um, and on Thursday night, we will continue this conversation discussing caregivers on South Dakota Public We're Broadcasting at Fabulous guest, Franny Arneson, so it'll be great. So join us there tomorrow if you'd like. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this program and we'll listen again. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you, Dr. Holm. Thank you, Laura and Bob, and stay healthy out there, people. And Laura, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to have you come into the studio. You do such a great job. And Dr. Holm, you know that goes without saying. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Take care. We'll talk to you. See you tomorrow with the book signing. See you okay. tomorrow. You bet.